You are listening to the Process for Profit podcast. We are here to help you, the creative small business owner, put more efficient operations into your business to increase your profit and impact. We're going to give you the systems to create a solid foundation in your business to allow you to build your empire. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, systems queen and process for profit strategist. You're going to hear about solutions and strategies that allow you to make a bigger impact doing what you love instead of wasting hours doing what you don't. Come on in and let us organize your overwhelm so you can get back to your zone of genius. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. We are here with super special guests today, and we're going to be diving in and giving you some tips on how you can actually take some time away and step away from your business and have things still run. Um, and helping us is Maria Desmondi of Cardinal World Press. Maria, thank you so much for coming in today. Oh, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun topic. Yes. So we met like a long time ago. I feel like it's been forever and ever at Boss Mom. And then like we reconnected a couple of years later and we've talked about systems and then just it's kind of bloomed from there. And I just love, love, love chatting with you. So um, everybody, you guys can read about her in the bio and the show notes. But Maria, why don't you dive in and give us a little bit about your journey and tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. So Brittany, let's see. Around when um, I met you at Boss Mom is when I started Cardinal Rule Press, which is a publishing company. Um, And before I started Cardinal Rule Press, I was actually writing children's picture books. So I graduated from college and I went into education and about 10 years into teaching, I wrote a book. It sold really well. And then I made the choice to um, resign from teaching around the 11 or 12 year mark and just dive into my family. We were starting our family at the time and really start this business of writing. So I wrote for about 10 years and then I thought, you know, I'm ready to, I kind of missed that teaching aspect and I I wanted to be able to help other people to do what I did. So bringing back that teaching, that mentoring. So I started Cardinal Rule Press, which is a traditional publishing company. And um, now I bring on authors and I publish their work. So that's where I'm at today. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And um, we kind of worked together on some of your stuff. So I kind of got to see the insides, which is really awesome. And you guys are doing some really, really awesome stuff. So I'm excited to dive into this because I think this is like the ultimate dream for business owners. And they're like, I can never, I could never, ever, ever do that <laughs> to be able to take any time away from their business. Um, and you have a little bit of a different story on kind of why you took time off. But before we kind of dive into that, do you want to kind of give us a little bit of background about how your business is structured to kind of like lay the land before we talk about how you kind of took time off? Absolutely. Let's dig in. So how is the business structured? Um, Well, before I worked with you, it wasn't. (laughs) I would say about four years ago, someone got me onto Trello and that didn't really jive with my personality. So then I um, switched over to Asana and it really worked better, but I didn't have everything set up the way it needed to be. But basically we are set up in Asana um, and you helped me just clean things up. And that was key for me. I needed things to be organized. So I have, gosh, I think 15 contractors and we're working on a day-to-day basis in Asana and things are automated. So for example, you know, one of our editorial staff members, um, they are writing a newsletter once a month. Um, They're writing a blog post twice a month. And so that stuff is automated. So we just keep, keep the ball rolling. And um, 
Yeah. So I guess I would say Asana, we have a lot of workflows for our books that we publish. So everything from onboarding an author and an illustrator to um, getting the system going from submissions and acquisitions and contracts all the way through, you know, um, illustrations to distribution and sales. And so we now have this template that we can just honestly, it's called a project in Asana, but we can just copy and paste it and start plugging in new dates and we're golden. But in the past, Brittany, all of that information was in my brain. (laughs) And some of the information was in team members' brains. And so now, God forbid, if anything were to happen to me, me, I mean, it's just there. Um, And I, I can see as I get older, I mean, I'm in my early 40s, but I can see as I get older, if if I have all that in my brain, it makes it really hard for me to relax when I'm not working. And um, so to kind of be able to download it all into this organized system has been life-changing. Yeah. And you touched on quite a few important points there, but just with the kind of contractors, was there a reason you kind of went that route versus employees? Like how did you kind of determine the structure of the team and why did you kind of decide to set it up that way? Yeah. Well, at the beginning, I was just afraid to take the leap and to hire someone. Yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't sure how long the finances were going to last. Um, I, you know, I was in education for so many years and I couldn't believe that you could make more money than, I, I mean, I guess I didn't right. believe it, but I didn't believe it for myself. I just yep. thought I was going to always have a teacher's salary. Um, so one, I think it was a, out of fear, like, is the business going to continue to make this much money? And number two, I knew I wasn't going to be working full time. So I, I guess it just didn't seem like I would have anyone else full time. Mm -hmm. Um, So our kids are now a little bit older, seven, nine, and 12. But like I said, I started this business when we got pregnant with our first child. And, um, you know, I knew I was going to be doing this out of the home and that I was going to be, you know, working less than full time. So I, Mm -hmm. that's why I set it up that way. For sure. Now I'm assuming you probably did not bring them all on at the same time and it kind of grew. Did you see any kind of differences between kind of how you guys were structured and how you worked in the workflow from the smaller team, maybe just a few contractors kind of growing up to that 15 or even maybe some problems that came because I feel like more people, more problems <laughs> because yeah, I think patient and that sort of thing. So I think there is. Yeah. So kind of that yeah, pro- progression, yeah, what did that kind of look like for you as the team started growing, as you started adding people? Cause I think a lot of the people listening are solopreneurs or maybe they've jumped in to bring on a VA or have a couple people, but I think it's important to realize that systems are important across the board and you're going to have a lot of the same systems regardless of the size of your team, but you kind of have to adjust as you're bringing more people on for sure. So what did that journey kind of look like as you were growing the team? Yeah. You know, growing the team was very organic. It happened supernaturally. Um, I brought on a VA first and then I realized I hated accounting and I brought on <laughs> an accountant next. So it, it was very organic. I was learning through professional development and attending business workshops because again, I was not trained in business whatsoever. I'm listening to podcasts to kind of educate myself, but I started to really offboard anything that didn't bring me joy that yes, I could do, but I wasn't doing well because it's not what I enjoyed or anything I was skilled at. So that was very organic. However, when the team grew, the problems I saw, because we didn't have the system set up, 
is it made it really hard to onboard someone. We brought them on and we were just kind of throwing things at them and it was disorganized. And then, you know, for example, um, a new book designer, that's one position that we've switched a couple of different times just because of people getting more work than yeah. they handle, you know, being with Cardinal Row Press. But that's kind of where I saw, oh my goodness, I brought somebody else on and they're like, well, what's your process and what do we do next? And, and I'm like, I don't know. It's, I don't remember what she did. She did it. Um, and that's, I think that's my greatest advice for anyone listening is if, if for example, you're going to have an accountant for the first time, sit down with them and say, okay, let's create these processes together because if anything were to happen and they had to leave, you now know exactly what they were doing and what those steps were. And then it was so much easier to bring someone else on. It's more organized and it's going to help you and that new team member. Yeah, for sure. I think that is huge. I've, I, especially in the online space, I see a lot of people not doing that and they're like, well, it's not my zone of genius. So I'm just going to pass it off to someone, which is great until something like they have to leave or they can't do it any longer. And then you're like, oh, well, I'm so busy. I can't take that on and I don't know how to do it. So I always tell people like you need to be the owner and knowing how to do it so that one, you can pass it off Two if it gets back to you, you know how to do it. And three, you kind of can keep people accountable with what they're supposed to be doing because you know the process. So I think that is a super important point for sure. So you dived into a little bit of the systems you guys use on a day-to-day from a team standpoint. You guys are using Asana. You're using some of those different tools. What does that kind of look like? Do you have kind of some day-to-day workflows that everybody follows? What are those kind of main systems that keep the team moving on a daily basis? Yeah, you know, it's interesting when you ask this question, um, I didn't really know what it looked like for everyone else because, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Like, for example, I check my inbox in Asana before I check my email in the morning. And so basically everyone has their set projects. Everyone has their set deadlines. And we have team meetings, you know, that we can collaborate on um, once a month, but basically everyone's operating out of the inbox in Asana. And that was a really healthy switch for us too. So um, I don't know if I'm really answering your question. Yeah, no. And I think like for other people, they, when they're doing their work for Cardinal World Press, they are solely in Asana. And then I guess sometimes they're, they're grabbing files from Google drive. Um, You know, we use that system too. For sure. And I think that's super important because everybody is going to have a different workflow and kind of the way that they do things. Like some people may check email first and then they go to social media and then they dive into project tools, things like that. But even having that one core hub that your entire team uses, I think is huge because then, like you said, when they're working on Cardinal Rule Press, they're expected like you're going to be in Asana, you're doing things, you're communicating there. Um, And I think just that kind of system and workflow alone obviously takes a lot off of everyone's plate because you know exactly where things are being done. So it does. And Brittany, at some point I I was wanting to have something more collaborative. Um, And so I tried a Facebook group. I thought maybe, you know, people can attach funny memes there. 
but people are just prefer the Asana communication. And I guess with my team, they're like, less is more. Yep. <laughs> a couple of team members that will hop on Voxer for clarification yep. um, on things that can't really be communicated there. But I know there's Slack and I looked into Slack, but again, it's just keeping it simplified is what keeps my team happy. hundred percent. And I've heard so many people that are like, oh, we use Asana and Slack and Voxer. And the more pieces you add, the more room for error the more room for things falling through the cracks. Like my team and I, we use Asana solely. And then we also use Voxer, like you said, for clarification. But my team knows that if there's an action item talked about in Voxer, it has to go in Asana or it will not happen because it will get lost 100%. Yes. And I will say one more thing. We were in a team meeting a couple days ago and our marketing manager, um, when we were talking about what's working, what's not working, she said, Asana has just changed my work game. I, I'm, I'm in there in the morning. I know exactly what I need to do. I feel like I'm doing better at work. I feel like I'm doing better at momming because I don't feel scattered anymore. And so that to me to hear, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I put um, an investment into your time, Brittany, to help me get it set up. And it's not, it hasn't just been for myself, my own benefit. I'm now seeing team members find so much value in it. So um, that's Yeah. And that brings up a good point. I didn't have this one on here, but I guess when we put that system in place for you, did you have any kind of like resistance to it? Because I know so many people that are analog or paper, or I've been doing this in email and it's in my head, they do have resistance to moving to systems like that. So did did you run into that with the team at all? Or um, was there kind of a lag time to get everybody going in that one spot? So I would say, um, like, if you take 15 people, I think the, the odds are pretty good. We had right. one person. <laughs> One person who she's just, she's our web girl. She's like, I just can't wrap my head around it. I don't like the way it works. And I said, listen, it's fine. So I have the system in Asana for myself to communicate with her. And so what I do now is I set up tasks that she has to do. And I always keep track of them in Asana, but I send her an email throughout the month. And the email um, subject line is like August one, August two. And those numbers indicate what tasks she's doing. And um, so she just wants to communicate an email for her tasks. And that's fine. Like one out of 15. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, if it was like eight people out of 15, I would say stop the press. We're going to do a training because right. it's going to work like this. Yeah. And I think that too, a lot of times, especially as solopreneurs, when we're trying to do everything, we think that, oh, if they're going to come help me, I'll just let them do it their way. But it makes it so much less efficient for everyone, you and them, because they like to come into businesses that have processes that they can follow because then it's easier for them. So it's just a win-win, I think, when everyone's in the same spot. Like my people are pretty much required to work with an Asana. (laughs) Not in so many words, but I'm like so... So it's a sauna. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the, the thing is, is I think for this woman, she maybe has three or four task items a month. So I don't feel like it's yeah. that much. Yeah. So if it yeah. was somebody that maybe had like 37 reoccurring tasks, that might be something where you're like, Hey, let's spend a couple hours to work on it because I need you to be yes. here. Yeah. So yes. I love the adapting, but are you ready to scale your business? Are you ready for focus, clarity, and systems to save you time and give you the freedom you crave? Are you ready to work on your business and not in your business? Imagine this, waking up with your day already planned, checking things off your task list that are moving the needle forward, and closing the laptop by 5 p.m., all while hitting your income goals. 
It's all possible. I scaled my business to six figures in less than 14 months with the right strategy, systems, and support. Hustle to Flow is my exact road to scalability framework that will get you all of that and more. Try it out today for $7 for seven days to see if it's a good fit for you because we are on a mission to support entrepreneurs who are on a mission to change the world. All right. So we're going to dive in because I think this is super interesting, kind of how this played out and worked. So you had to kind of step away from your business for like a six week time frame. Do you want to kind of give us the background on that? We can dive in. I will. And I'm going to try to make it so quick. I left education without knowing that I needed, now I'm going to forget the exact amount, but basically I needed six more weeks of teaching to earn my pension. And here in Michigan, um, the pension that I would have earned would be a significant amount of money after the age of 60 or 65. So we figured this out like five years after I resigned and my husband (laughs) saying, Oh my gosh, at some point you have got to earn that pension. Like this is, that's like free money. You've earned this. You have to do it. So our big joke was like, I'm going to drive a bus at some point, whatever. But you know, running a business, the thought of going back is just, that was never anything I ever thought of. And I kept thinking, I'll do it when I'm like 58 or something. So we got an email through the state of Michigan, COVID hit, we're losing teachers. If you have an expired certificate, we will take you back because we are desperate. (laughs) And I saw that as a sign because my my certificate is expired and it would cost several thousand dollars to reinstate that certificate. So even, you know, me talking, I'm going to go back when I'm 58, that would cost me money. I'd have to do training to get the certificate back and then find a job. So I was like, this is a sign. I reached out to my kid, the, the school that my children go to, their principal, because I'm, I'm pretty active in the PTA. And I said, hey, will you write me a letter of rec- recommendation? Yeah. And she said, yes, and I'll offer you a job. Oh, my I gosh. Like, <laughs> She's like, I, I have this position. It's only six weeks till the end of the school year. And I could not believe it. This was at 10 in the morning. And by like one in the afternoon, I was an employee of the district. Oh, it my gosh. so fast. Like, I finished my, you know, my application, my resume submitted it all. And I was an employee. And by the time Dave got home, I told him, he was like, wait, 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 what happened? I thought you were going to look into it. And I said, I I didn't even have time to call you. We've got to make this work. And, you know, we have three kids, we have two puppies and I work and he works. And for me to be now working out of the home for six time, he was, we were all very nervous. Um, but I did, Brittany, I yeah. literally stepped away. So that was, I think a Tuesday and I started on Monday. Oh my goodness. Um, I literally stepped away full time for six weeks and we made it work and it wasn't, it, it wasn't pretty at all times. You know, laundry <laughs> wasn't in the correct system that I was right. used to. And we never forgot a kid as to where they needed to go. <laughs> well, that's a plus. <laughs> that's a plus, but because my work flow and my systems and everything that my team needed to do is already set up. I literally could walk away and say, okay, I know what my to-do list is. And if I need help, like, you know, in the evenings, I check in my um, asana or in the mornings and I'd be like, okay, I need some help with this. I need some help with this. And we just kind of offload some items that I needed help with. But besides giving a few things away and taking a couple meetings here and there, I honestly just, I was able to get that six weeks in, earn the pension. I actually um, extended it. I I did some tutoring this summer because I did love it so much. Um, 
I loved the students and I had the opportunity to tutor some of the students I worked with in those six weeks. So I continued through the summer did, doing some tutoring, um, but now I'm officially done. I turned in the laptop today. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yay. Congrats. That's awesome. Okay. So you just told us you have 15 people on the team. How did you like, how did you wrap your brain around like preparing for that and being like, Hey guys, I'm leaving for six weeks. Like, did you go through some steps? Did you guys have meetings? Like what did that transition kind of look like for you? It happened so quickly. We did not have a meeting. I told people on Voxer, I was like, listen, I need you to be honest with me. Um, How are your hours right now? Can you take on more hours? Um, So between probably like the department heads, like between three people, they were able to say, hey, I'm fine. I can take on some more hours. Um, and we just kind of moved into it, but there wasn't a whole lot of time for planning. I, and you know, Brittany, this is, we had a tragic death in our family. Um, a young family member, you know, in his forties passed away in November and he ran a business and, you know, anything can happen. And for someone to step in and continue doing what you're doing or to step in and say, I need to wrap things up and pay these employees. And if you're not organized, it's going to make it so hard for everybody in your life. So not only did I do this because I wanted to help my team out, but I did it because out of fear of anything could happen to me. And so now my husband, he can step in. We have a couple private tasks, like in case of emergency that he, he could go into, he knows what the password is and he could, you know, offload and sell the business if he wanted to, because we are ready for anything now. And I think that's huge. And it kind of led into my next question is like, could you even imagine what would have happened if you didn't have some of those things in place and didn't have some of those systems before you had to take that time and all of that? I don't kind of think stuff? I, yeah, I don't think I would have taken the position. I, I, I couldn't have because, um, I would, I would fail my business. I would fail my business if I didn't have everything set up like that. I couldn't walk away, but I felt pretty confident that we could do it. And we did. Yay. <laughs> I love that. Was there anything surprising that you kind of learned about the business that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't take that time off? Well, they don't need me as much as I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that, it's like a a hit to the ego. I actually took a week off for vacation and I really, really wanted to unplug. So honestly, I think I was only on the computer for like three hours in the entire week and I didn't even have to be, but she was like, oh no, we were good. We didn't need you. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What do you mean you don't need me? What do you mean? Yeah. So I think that was probably the biggest thing is, wow. I mean, yeah, that was the biggest thing. That's amazing that you have the successful company that has people doing the things for your clients. You guys are still bringing in revenue and you don't have to be that person. And without systems, you can't step away and be that CEO that can do that because you have to have a well-oiled machine for you to be able to take time off because if it's in your head, it's going to stay in your head. Yeah. And you know, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking about this, um, I'm thinking I probably owe a nice letter and maybe a gift card to those key team members that stepped up. So I'm I'm going to write that down after our call. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, we're going to wrap up here, but do you have any like really amazing, like just business lessons or productivity hacks for kind of just getting stuff done within your business for during the day or anything you would like to share? Well, uh, everything I've learned, I've learned from you, basically. <laughs> um, I will say one thing. So I, um, even though we use Asana, I still, you have to stick with what works for you too. Oh, 100%. So I still have a paper calendar. I also have a Google calendar. 
Because sometimes I just need to look at my paper calendar sometimes, you know, but everything's always going to be in Google. It's always going to be in Asana. And then as I do the the evening shutdown, which I learned from Brittany, um, I go into Asana, I go into um, Google Calendar, and I do write some things down in my planner, Um, some key they're usually like my top three is all I write down Mm -hmm. the top three things that I need to get to. And so when I wake up in the morning and I do some quiet time for myself and some reading or meditation, then if the kids are still not awake and I've managed the time, I can tackle one of those top three without even going into a sauna. And I can just have, you know, it helps because I feel like I'm kind of easing into my day with the top three written on a piece of paper. So that's kind of silly, but, um, it just, it's what works for me. And it's, it's the one thing that has worked for years, um, is the top three. Yeah. And I think that the biggest takeaway is that it has to work for you. Like if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to do it. I don't care if it works for a million other people (laughs) and they tell you to do it. If it doesn't work for you, you're not going to do it. So I love, 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 love that. So one more thing. Yes, absolutely. I did. There is something I learned from you in our VIP day together. You're highlighting. So you did highlighting of, of like action items that you needed to take, um, you take notes like, okay, I'm going to highlight this. I need to do this. So now what I do is if I'm in a meeting, I take notes and then I take a few minutes after the meeting and I highlight items that I want to take action on. And then later when it's like the end of the day, those highlighted items then move into Asana because it's an action item. So I I took that from our time together. You do something similar. I do. Yeah. So I have a whole episode on the three P's of productivity and that's part of it, the processing piece. Um, And honestly, I think I could just talk about that in my business and make a giant difference because the end of day process, like if you don't put things where they need to go, things will fall through the cracks every time, mm-hmm. hands down. And you will feel stressed and anxious and you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and be like, oh gosh, I forgot to send the thing to my client. So the three P's of productivity and like processing the day is so, so key. I love that. So if you're listening to this episode, which yeah. one should you um, We will link it in the show notes. I can't remember what number it is, but we'll definitely put the three P's episode in because it's it's a big one. I should probably do like numerous different podcasts about it and like go more in depth because it's so key. But awesome. Okay. Well, where can people find you? Where do you hang out on social if they want to learn more about what you do and who you help? Yeah, I'm happy if someone wanted to email me a question from this interview, Maria at CardinalRulePress.com. That's our website. And I'm typically on Instagram under Maria Desmondi Books is what I manage. And then Cardinal Rule Press, we have team members who are in that space. Awesome. And we actually do have quite a few creatives, copywriters, and even some people that are talking about books and things. So who is kind of an ideal client for you and who do you guys typically work with? Yeah. So we have, our books are all realistic fiction and I don't do any type of consulting. So if someone had a question about how to publish a book, I'm probably not the best person to reach out to. Um, But we do open for submissions September 1st. So we have two periods um, during, during, throughout the year that we take submissions. You can give your manuscript to us and we have someone who reads them and narrows it down. And then we select four for each year. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Maria, so much for coming on. Um, And hopefully people got some good nuggets through this. And it is possible to take time off in your business, but it does have to have some foundational systems to be able to do that. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.